because I believe that you need to put all your foundation in play before you ever rely on your personality to get you in the door. And I, I find that a lot of times, I mean, and I did this early on in my career where I could talk to anyone, I loved people and I could get myself into situations, but then I'd get myself into trouble because I didn't have the background and the foundation and the principles in line and I didn't know my craft and I hadn't mastered my craft. So my personality got me there, but a lot of times it injured me because those people would then go and tell 10 people that this guy wasn't that great. So what I started to do as I, as I got older was to uh, take a little extra time, build the foundation, the dirty, the nasty, the dark, the stuff that people doesn't, don't see. And then when I stepped in, my personality was able to shine because I knew I had all that stuff as the foundation. <laughs>
was that there was opportunity in it. And because I saw that, um, and because I was looking from those, that lens, it helped me in that uh, realm. And so that was a, a huge part of it. Um, I think the, and the, the, the seventh P, um, which, you know, we'll, we'll, we could go through all of them, but the, I think some of the most important ones mm. um, are that perspective. And then the last one is personality. And I think I put uh, the personality last because I believe that you need to put all your foundation in play before you ever rely on your personality to get you in the door. And I, I find that a lot of times, I mean, and I did this early on in my career where I could talk to anyone. I loved people and I could get myself into situations, but then I'd get myself into trouble because I didn't have the background and the foundation and the principles in line. And I didn't know my craft and I hadn't mastered my craft. So my personality got me there, but a lot of times it injured me because those people would then go and tell 10 people that this guy wasn't that great. So what I started to do as I, as I got older was to uh, take a little extra time, build the foundation, the dirty, the nasty, the dark, the stuff that people doesn't, don't see. And then when I stepped in, my personality was able to shine because I knew I had all that stuff as the foundation. Come on. Oh man, that's amazing, dude. When I was doing some research on you, I saw that you were in like a comic book or cartoon character transformed for the dollar camp program. Uh, bucket list of mine to be in a comic book for sure. But you mentioned <laughs> that the, the number one reason <clears throat> excuse me, you mentioned the number one reason why hairdressers fail or kind of step out of that, uh, you know, that industry is because they don't know how to allocate their finances properly. Like, what is dollar camp? And, and what are you walking through uh, folks through on that? Well, I think the biggest thing is financial literacy, right, Eric? Yeah. I mean, like when you were when you were in fourth grade, did, did someone pull you aside and teach you financial literacy? Right? Like, no way. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember, uh, Eric, it was it was home ec, right? And they taught us how to balance a checkbook. But a checkbook doesn't, I mean, who uses the checkbook right now? I mean, some people do, uh, but, um, and shout out to you if you're old school and you're trying to keep it real, but, um, you know, financial literacy wasn't something that I was taught. It was, you know, what I was taught about money is if you have it, then you spend it. Um, number two, uh, you know, stage that I got into in my life was, you know, that uh, only rich people could make the type of money that, that I had heard about. And it was only their game. Mm -hmm. And then I started to realize as I got along, I got around, I got around people, was that financial literacy was nothing more than taking really big words that really, really smart people uh, say and actually find out what they mean, which is very small words. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And so what, what we wanted to do, I mean, it, it, you were absolutely right. 75% of, of the hairdressing industry within two and a half years, they leave the industry and it's because of poor allocation of funds, which is big words for putting your money in the wrong place. Yeah. So what we did is we created a system to make hairdressers successful. And I had done that over the last 29 years. But in the last five or six years, we've been working this financial literacy course to actually keep your money. And let me tell you a fact. This is crazy. And I, I wish I would have known it. I taught kids for years and years to make six figures as a hairdresser. And this is very simple. And within our system, you, any, any person in the professional beauty industry can do it and we can teach you how. But what I was noticing is this person would get to six figures, but they would spend, if they made a hundred, they would spend 120, which would mean that they were $20,000 in debt. Yeah. With this system of financial literacy, which is dollar camp, you can save $250 a month, which is only $3,000 a year. That would mean that you only made $30,000 a year and put away 10% of it. And if you do this over a 38-year career with the right financial advisor, you will retire a millionaire, hmm. guaranteed. 
That's the craziest thing. And I wish yeah. I would have known because I wouldn't have been going after making a hundred grand. I right. would have been going after making 30 and putting it away, yes. not being shiny, but again, building the foundation like we were talking about earlier. And you wrote this book called The Six Indicators of Business and Life, right? And and you've told me like in conversations that you've been teaching on this stuff forever. And then your wife kind of gave you the motivation to, to finally put it in a book form and, and put it out there. But for those who don't know about the book, like what's the book about? Well, it's called The Six Indicators for Business and Life. And uh, God gave me these, uh, you know, it was, I can't remember the exact year, but it was in Tecumseh, Michigan. I had this plan and then God said, you know what, throw your plan out the door because I'm showing up today. Yeah. And he helped me to realize which he does always is that we can have the plan, but the magic is in the moment. And if we can take and we can settle in and we can be present in that moment, then we could get what God has for us or else we could just stick to our own plan. And he gave me these six indicators as a way for us to be able to kind of gauge our life and our business. And if you were, say, Eric, if you were, uh, you know, went out to your car today and, or your wife went out to her car and the speedometer was broken, there's no way you'd drive the car because she wouldn't know how fast or slow she was going. It wouldn't impair the actual running of the car, but it would impair the way her judgment on how, uh, how she was going to react, how fast or slow she needed to react. Well, most of us run our businesses, our lives, and our relationships with no indicators to tell us how fast or slow we're going. And therefore, we get in trouble because when you're going 100 miles an hour, you have different reaction time when you're going five miles an hour. And I've never found one thing, Eric, not one in my life, my business, or relationships, or anywhere, or in any of my friends' relationships that couldn't be solved with these six indicators. Hmm. Come on, man. I, I love that, dude. I think uh, this needs to be in the hands of all married people, man. <laughs> like, seriously. And I need to go pick up this book because when I see it in, in a couple of weeks, man, I need, I need to get that in my hand and have you sign a copy for me, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I want to brag on you for a minute, man, because you're one of the hardest working guys that I know. And you're extremely family oriented. I've seen videos with you and your wife and your kids on the show. You love your family more than anything in the world. And you encourage others. You lift people up. And I think it's awesome. Forbes just mentioned you as one of the most sought out interviews of the game today. You know, New York Weekly named you in the top 10 leading entrepreneurs of 2021. Yahoo Finance has you in the top 10 motivational speakers for 2021. I mean, huge. But what is it in life that you're most proud of? I think that it's the things that, um, you know, my parents taught me, which was number one, uh, you're awesome. Mm. Uh, no matter what you did, you were awesome. And I think that my mom was maybe doing this because she knew I wasn't going to be a performer at anything. Like I wasn't good in basketball or baseball. I was okay. I played, but I wasn't that great. She told me I was awesome. She told me I was beautiful, never to, um, uh, compare myself to anybody else. And number three, uh, was that I could do anything, um, that I put my mind to. And, I think the proudest thing now for me is to see all the people around um, because I got in this business and I got in just business in general um, to build people. Mm. And, you know, seeing you, man, like seeing what you're doing, seeing all the articles that have happened, the eight articles that I just saw the other day, seeing how your podcast, you're over 250 episodes, you're doing two podcasts, you're working, you're doing all these amazing things. And if I could speak life into any person that I'm around, I believe that that is my purpose. And that's probably the uh, proudest that I am. Man, and, and you have done that for me. And, you know, you and I, we both have this shared faith in, in Jesus. And, and the conversation that you and I had a couple of weeks back really encouraged me. And when I shared it with my wife, she was super encouraged and super pumped. One, that I had an awesome friend speaking life into me. And one, uh, the other is just that she loves 
your hair. She loves like your personality, loves that I'm having this conversation because I haven't had that a lot lately. And for you to come and speak life into me, like the way you did, it was so encouraging to me and my wife and our family so much. And I just want to say thank you for that. But Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana, loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking, pottery and cooking. Look, she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in Anchorage, Alaska. She specializes in her signature massages, the Hanu Infusion and the Hanu Ashiatsu, as as well as the gua sha and manual lymphatic drainage. If you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good, go see Tracy down at Tranquil Turtle Massage. And while you're there, check out CDA Microblading, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services right there in the heart of downtown Coeur Make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com. How did you come to know the Lord? Well, it was something that, I mean, my dad was fanatical, right? My dad's hot or cold. Okay. And he, he you know, if he smokes weed, he's going to smoke five pounds of it. He ain't going to smoke <laughs> just a joint. And yeah. that's why he, that's why he told me and a shout out to pop. He's going to get mad at me for saying this, but he told me he didn't do any hard drugs. And I was like, why? He said, cause they never had enough. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. my dad was hot or cold. And so uh, we grew up with basically like my mom would always say that now I lamies and all those things, mm-hmm. um, which is still a confusing prayer to me. Um, completely. Right. Now that I am an adult, I've yeah. stopped saying it because I actually listen to the words of it. It's horrible. Yeah, right? totally. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I, I mean, that's morbid that you're t- telling your kids, why not pray about things that are happening? Great things. Thankful, all the, whatever. I mean, that's totally. a whole other line, but she raised us with that. And she always yeah. raised us with a personal relationship with, with Jesus. She always talked about him. Um, but then my dad went all in, like we went from not going to church ever in our lives to going like three and four times a week. He wanted to change our dog's name to Elijah because he said that bandit, the name that we had gave it a bad spirit. Um, and so like we, he went off the deep end, but what I think was a saving grace is, is my mom's prayers for us and always telling us that it had nothing. God did not reside in a building. Mm-hmm. He didn't reside in a, a method in, in, uh, your routine, but he resided in your heart. And I remember in, uh, fourth grade, uh, like through fourth grade, they said, give your heart to the Lord. And I was like, I ain't given nothing to nobody. And then I remember I was in the shower. Um, I, I just listened to a song called the Bible break. I wish I could find it. And I got in the shower and, uh, you know, I was going over this again in my head, like, you know, do I give my heart to the Lord? Do I give my heart to the Lord? And then I thought like, okay, so what if I give my heart to the Lord and it's not real? Mm. I still got a ticket to the bus. You know what I'm saying? Like I still got it just in case. And 11th grade, um, he really started to work on me, but I acted like I didn't hear him because there was a lot of girls around. I still wanted to talk to him. Mm. 20 years old is when he really started grabbing me. Um, and then 21 years old, he took me into the wilderness, which was, uh, San Diego. He took away my family, my money, um, everything. And he said, you got to focus on me. And I did. And honestly, I mean, it's been step by step, but, uh, I have no idea, um, how somebody, um, you know, with the traumas that, that we've gone through and that you go through in life. I mean, like even when my mom passed away, my mom passed away. And I tell you, Eric, I swear to you all my life. And I haven't told it to anyone this publicly, but, um, five minutes after I got the call, my brother said, mom passed away. She's only 62 years old. She had no pre-existing conditions, whatever it was. She just, just fell asleep and didn't wake up. 
And I, three minutes after that, three to five minutes after that, I walked into the, uh, the bathroom in our um, Chicago hotel. And my mom spoke to me so clearly and said, I'm whole. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. My body is good. And please tell your pop that he did every single thing in his power and that he's, he's good and that I'm good right now. And I'm with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know where I'd be without it, man. I mean, yeah. and, and it, you can't extract it. Like people are like, Oh, how are you able to bring it into business? I'm like, I bring me and Jesus comes along. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I got chills on my neck there when you're saying that your mom just seems like the most amazing person ever, man. That's so, so awesome. And I think God just works in mysterious ways, man. And, and, and maybe not even mysterious, just like amazing ways. I would say, you know, like you, you get, you feel that person that, you know, that passed and things like that, man. So cool. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. That's, that's amazing. What are you most excited about right now? I'm most excited about the podcast. I mean, uh, it's, it's been a phenomenal journey. I mean, my mom gave me, and I go back to my mom and my pop all the time because yeah. they are my biggest mentors. And um, my mom always gave me, she gave me one word that changed everything. And it was like, she would shrug her shoulders and she, she didn't cuss a lot ever. She thought poop was a bad word, but she would say this shit. Like if you're late for work, shit, like maybe you should get alarm clock, uh, get over it and get through the day. And, and it was the only word she ever used. And when the pandemic hit and things like that, and we had the businesses and, you know, we still have them now and, and they close, some of them closed for all of them closed for a while. Um, the podcast has been so amazing because it helps me to be able to speak life. And I believe that that's my purpose. And I do that throughout the country and I do it for fortune 500 companies, um, you know, all over the country and all over the world. And I, I get to speak life into people when people have me come in and they're like, you know, we really need to help work with our systems or we really need to have higher efficiency. All I ask them is let me let like key me into your people. Let me hang with your people. Cause if I can build your people, then your people will build the business. And that's the most exciting thing. I mean, the pot between the podcast and the, uh, the, the, the speaking, um, those two things, man, I mean, absolutely fill me up. But, um, I would say, uh, riding my e-bike with my son and my daughter and my wife is, <laughs> I would say even beats those two, uh, completely. So that, by the way, your e-bike is amazing looking. How are those <laughs> things? I've never rode one before. It's so addicting, man. Yeah. I thought at first I was old school. I was like, you need to pedal a bike, (laughs) but you know, I mean, you still need to pedal a bike, but I tell you when you go e-bike, uh, wicked thumb is the best e-bike on the planet. And, uh, these guys are tremendous. It changed everything because it, it slowed me down. I got to see things from 25 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, as opposed to zooming through our lives. It slowed me down. And when you slow down, things start to come to you. Oh man, that's amazing. I so good, dude. We love going on bike rides as a family. And like my, my son and, and he just like, we upgraded his bike this year and it, we can get down to the lake in about a two mile stretch and they love it. And then, the, you know, the path isn't super uphill on the way home, but it's so fun to just get out on the bikes and get down to the water and, and spend that time with the family. And I think that's amazing that you do that. Uh, definitely want to go come down and, and ride along the beach with you one of these days, man, for sure. Uh, you'll have to, you'll have to come down here. I tell you that probably one of the best things for date night. I'm, I'm in the process. My wife's bike is on her way on its okay. way. And so we're going to do date night together. And the things that I'm doing now, Eric, seriously, everything I've, I've patterned my, my whole entire career uh, around um, a couple of things. Number one, spending as much time uh, humanly possible with my family. Hmm. Um, number two, staying as close to home as possible so I can spend as much time with my family and then doing only what I'm purposed to do. And I believe that 
what I'm purposed to do is to speak life into people, uh, organizations and companies in every situation that I walk into. I love it, man. So good. I, I wanted to uh, transition just to a couple of fun questions. I'm a big music guy. <laughs> Like, you know, what, what's your favorite type of music or do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to? Oh, hands down hip hop, man. Okay. I'm a, I'm a hip hop head from the old school. De La Soul's my favorite group of all time. Oh, come but on. I tell you where I'm at right now, like where I'm feeling right now is Dirty Heads. Dirty okay. Heads has got me like, I mean, cause it's the right kind of feel of like, it's got some hip hop feel to it. It's got some ska, it's got some reggae. Um, it's phenomenal. But uh, if I could have anything, it's hip hop, man. Okay. Hip hop. I mean, it's where it's at. The Roots, uh, The Roots, De La Soul, uh, Tribe Called Quest, yeah. um, Buster Rhymes, uh, you know, that whole genre that they, they call the golden age. I am one of those old dudes that's like, oh, well, the hip hop of today is so weird. I mean, there's some stuff that I like, you yeah. know, I, there's, I like, uh, what is it, Astronaut in the Ocean, me and my son. You okay. know, we're headbanging to that sicko mode with Travis Scott because my son likes it. You know, he's watching Fortnite, playing right. Fortnite. So I got to, I can't be old and decrepit. You know what I'm saying? But totally. that is where, where I'm at. So <laughs> love it. My wife's big fan of Tribe Called Quest. Mm. I love the roots, man. I saw those guys open for Rage Against the Machine in 1999, man. And it was probably one of the coolest shows ever. I never heard of the roots before. I just remember the drummer like doing this 20 minute drum solo. And it was like the raddest thing ever being in this pit, watching this guy go to town on the drum set, man. Oh, yeah. So, so right. I've been really into like hip hop and listening to a lot of like Tupac and Biggie and Bones lately, man. That's kind of been my, my thing, lately. but I'm more of a metal guy, but I, I love the, the old school hip hop too, man. Where is, cause I know you and I, we briefly talked about this before, but where, or what is, do you think is the best beard products out there? Obviously, you know, I'm masking for a friend. Yeah. Oh, well, the beer, I think the beer product, it, it's sad because it, there's one that just got discontinued, but it was a, uh, it was called Marula mask by Paul Mitchell. And okay. it was the, I mean, it's, it's for a woman's hair to, um, uh, like a intense treatment. Okay. Um, but I started using it on my beard and it was like, uh, it was a whole other, other level of the game. There's one that you can ask any uh, beard man that wants to wear it a little bit longer. Um, there's a product called, uh, anti curl by Rusk. Okay. And this is a treatment that they'll have to do on it. It's a professional only. So you're not going to do this at home, but ask your hairdresser about it. I mean, it will change the game for you. And then what I would use is I'd use an intense conditioner. Um, you know, uh, with Paul Mitchell, there is hair repair treatment or um, there's supercharged conditioner, but I would go unconventional because a lot of the beard products there, what I'm finding is that they're trying to mask stuff. Um, as far as, you know, as opposed to, uh, take care of the challenge and anti-curl by Rusk and then, uh, any, um, weekly conditioner by Paul Mitchell in the beard that wasn't meant for the beard is the best in the world. Okay. I'm going to have to get the beard, the beard conditioner for that conditioner for sure. I've been using Ruzel, uh, for a long time, which I like, but then like every beard wash out there that I found. I don't know if I just have sensitive skin or what, but I start to like get really super dried out on my face. I'm like, gosh, dang it. You know, like something in that just killed my skin and all this stuff. And I never, ever used a comb or a hairdryer until I had the beard, which my wife <laughs> thinks it's the funniest thing. Cause I'm like, are we ready to go yet? And I'm in there curling my beard. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man. Kelly, this is such an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, man. Truly an honor to have you on and honored to have you as just call you my friend, man. Super proud of that. Well, I'm super proud of you, man. And everybody out there listening um, to the show, you're, you're talking and you're, well, you're listening to a man 
that doesn't just talk about it. He, he lives it. And I know that because I know him as a friend and the, the, there's very few people like that in the world. There's very few people like you in the world, Eric, that are talking about things that you do as opposed to just talking a bunch of nonsense. And I, you're making a true impact. And I love your show. I love who you are. And I love most of all who you are to your family because that is going to throw you into the stratosphere. Come on, man. Thank you so much for the kind words. I appreciate it. Kelly, that was amazing. What's going on? Thank you so much for watching the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, I just wanted to do a quick introduction. If you've not seen my show or you don't know the services that I offer, I wanted to drop them to you right now. One, I do voiceover work. So if you're looking for a voiceover person to cover your motivational videos, or maybe it's Kickstarter videos or whatever it is, let me know. I'm more than happy to help you out there. I also work with brands on brand and product videos. So they'll send me their products to do reviews or box openings. Let me know. I'd love to work with you on your product as well and hope you get that product out there. I also love to be able to share my story. So if I can make an impact on one person at your next speaking engagement, let me know. I love to talk about my story. I love to talk about how our past does not define our future and morning routines and being consistent, how to be around those successful people that are just going to lift you up. Let's chat about having me speak at your next event. Let's make it happen. Again, thank you so much for checking out this show. Check out ericgallonmedia.com. Really appreciate your time. Have an awesome day.